This is BookCareers.com Live, the podcast about careers in book publishing for people who are looking for a job, building a career or who want to do their current job better. I'm your host, Suzanne Collier, the founder of BookCareers.com and it's my job to solve career problems relating to the book world. If you're looking for a job in book publishing, do check out the bookcareers.com website for all our services. There is bound to be something to help you through your current situation. We have a newcomers job club, a professionals coaching group, offer help with CVs, covering letters, applications and interviews, run a one day how to job search in book publishing course, as well as support people through redundancy or even wanting to career change out of book publishing. Visit bookcareers.com or book into our careers clinic via the website or my email as always is Suzanne at bookcareers.com. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of bookcareers.com live. Today we're going to talk about ageism and publishing and revisit midlife career planning. Last week, Hachette US, not the UK office, announced that for a limited time it would be offering voluntary redundancy to members of staff who were over 50 and had 15 years service or more with the company. Now for one or two disillusioned members of staff, this could be a blessing But for most of us, this should be of concern, especially as HarperCollins USA, again, not the UK office, has said it intends to shed a certain percentage of its workforce and may have offered voluntary redundancy to members of staff with over 25 years service. I'm not sure if similar offers will get past the Equality Act in the UK as age is a protected characteristic, but nevertheless, it seems a very discriminatory way in which to cut the workforce. It also poses a number of risks to the business. You can see why companies might offer this policy. Often those who've been there the longest could be in senior roles and getting senior salaries and benefits. In the USA too, one of those benefits is likely to include a healthcare package, which will possibly become more expensive as one ages. However, this could pose huge risks to the company. Those over the age of 50, particularly long-serving employees, have an exclusive insight to what has gone on before and can instantly add value to any project. It's not a case of, oh, we tried this in the past and it didn't work, but more, we tried this in the past. These are the things we now need to consider. What makes me feel sad about this is that mostly book publishing is one of the least ageist industries. Ever since my first job, I've always worked with colleagues who were well past retirement age. Yes, you can make a joke here about how they didn't have the money to retire. But the truth is, colleagues were still in their job and contributing heavily to the output and the success of the company. This wasn't unique to just one company either. Even some of the big publishers retained a number of staff past their official retirement age. 
and this is a good thing. When we look at our authors, they are of a wide range of ages and our readers are of all ages too. We need to keep age diversity in our offices. If you're worried that your age can make your career nosedive or stagnate and you become vulnerable to redundancy, here are some tips to help you. These form part of the bookcareers.com midlife career planning strategy. Number one, overall age is immaterial. Whilst you might be focused on your age and think that your career options are limited, the odds are actually in your favour. Unlike any other period in history, we are truly in the land of opportunity. There are no barriers. The only barrier to a successful career are your negative thoughts. I've had to challenge many clients on this point in the past. Their job has been made redundant and they've found themselves out of work aged anywhere between 40 and 63 and still wanted to continue their publishing career. It is possible and there are plenty of jobs and employers that will welcome your expertise. The chances are that if you're 40 plus, you've already had to embrace tremendous changes within the industry. And redundancy is no different. It's another change. And you've got years of experience in change management. You see the threats and the opportunities within any planning and you aren't daunted by what's ahead. If anything, with redundancy, you should be quite looking forward to the challenge. But what you can offer is history, but try not to use it in a doom and gloom fashion. Embrace new platforms and opportunities and don't always be the person who always says, we tried it once and it didn't work, or we've done this before, it caused us no end of problems, or that type of platform doesn't work, or those type of books don't sell. Remember, times change as do audiences. Bring your knowledge to the table and ask questions, but try so hard not to be the purveyor of doom at every turn. Number two is don't underestimate yourself. You might think you're on the scrap heap and that publishing is only interested in 20-somethings, but along with your experience, you have skills that the 20-somethings don't have. They are still learning how to negotiate, how to win business, how to resolve author issues, how to ensure production standards are high. You, you know this stuff. You've got it covered. And you also know how to write professional emails and don't start every email with hiya. I dislike the phrase hit the ground running, but that is what you are able to do. And remember, the publishing process is still primarily the same. Whatever format or method of publishing a book, it still goes through a process which has input from editorial, production, 
rights, sales, marketing and publicity. The input from each department might be different and the processes might be very blended instead of linear. But overall, things are very much the same. Have confidence in your ability to do a good job, whatever that good job looks like. Number three is learn new skills. Now, this might seem like stating the obvious, but you should be learning all the time. So if you're looking at an article in the bookseller and someone uses a phrase you haven't heard before or someone mentions a new trend or a new platform, research it and use your years of experience to decide whether you need to learn more about it formally with a training course or by immersing yourself in it. For example, look at the way that BookTok has exploded and how it is influencing the sales of books. Are you on TikTok? Are you embracing TikTok? Or do you think it is not relevant? If you are on TikTok, were you an early adopter? And if you're over a certain age, being an early adopter of anything, New software, new platforms, new gadgets, new anything will help keep your skills fresh. On a personal note, my mum, who is 91, is very active on a wide variety of social media. She said to me a few years ago that she didn't want to get left behind and every time a new platform is launched, she wants me to tell her about it, show her how to use it and set up an account for her. You all need to be more like my mum. If there are new apps or trends or games, download the apps, see what the user experience is like, Get to know what is popular and what draws you in. If you see a new item of software being mentioned, look it up. See if there is a free trial, some YouTube videos or tutorials so you can understand the basics. Yet if that new software is likely to be an integral part of the next role you seek, formal training might be best. However, there are skills you might overlook which are still key to publishing functions. For example, Microsoft Excel. It feels like the whole of publishing is reliant on everyone having an advanced level of Excel skills from being able to manipulate data with VLOOKUPs and pivot tables to using it as a database for all publications and it's used by all departments. And please, if you don't know what a VLOOKUP or pivot table is, then this is a classic example of the skills you need to learn. Number four, be flexible. The chances are that if your job is up for redundancy, then it could be that your role is being phased out in other publishers too. Don't despair. It's one of those great opportunities because books still go through the same process, but the process might be different and how you choose to slot yourself into that process may actually give you a whole new lease of life. 
And whilst everyone is talking about artificial intelligence and how all our jobs and even authors may be done by robots in the future, the robots are still likely to need to be supervised or have people checking their work. Flexibility is also about the way we work too. And when you're in a midlife career planning, one of the matters to address is your work-life balance. If the job you once did now only takes half the time, maybe you could work part-time for two publishers instead of full-time for one. Or you could sell your services on a consultancy basis if publishers now only need your skills from time to time. Being flexible is different to each and every one of us, but flexibility brings a whole new world of opportunities. And there are lots of opportunities out there for someone of your age. If you'd like help with your midlife career planning, are worried about a future job loss, or are struggling to get back into work after redundancy, you can book into our careers clinic on the bookcareers.com website or drop me an email at suzanne at bookcareers.com. And remember, everything you tell me is completely confidential. Now it is your opportunity to join in the live discussion. You can find us across social media using the hashtag BookCareers or on Twitter at BookCareers or me personally, Suzanne Collier. Or visit our own platform at bookcareers.com slash live. Thank you for listening. May you all be doing a job you love and being paid the salary that you so richly